The Crazy Youth Diaries. The Crazy Youth Diaries. You know, being an African man, uh, you grow up being told that you have to be strong. Even if you fall, you don't have to cry. But is this the environment that we are in right now where people are suffering from depression, are suffering from anxiety, and they don't want to speak out because they feel it then takes away um, the sense of being a man in them. Uh, many people in Africa have been suffering from mental health problems and they've only had two options, which is number one, the traditional approach to it, or the religious healing methods, which are outdated. And also they've um, outdated psychiatric hospitals. I'll give, uh, without fear, the only biggest organizational institution that we have in Blawai, which is Inkuchen, right? Um, and in such a situation, 90% of the people, especially today, if you are to check about COVID-19, inflation, the hardship that is, that is happening in the country, 90% of young people are suffering from mental illness and have no access to treatment. Even where they do, the treatment can, uh, can be ineffective or painful or more likely to be harmful to them, which then turns out to be um, helpless to just help someone who is suffering from mental health. Welcome to the podcast, The Crazy Youth Diaries, and we are here. This project is coming through from the Youth Support Network, and I'm your host, Elliot, a.k.a. The Helper. I help your girlfriends. Don't ask me how, but well, I do help them. Yeah, today um, in the studio, we are joined by uh, a very visionary man, very handsome. Unfortunately, you can't see him, but well, you just have to have the faith. I do believe that you have the faith that you're talking to the most handsome man <laughs> in Blawa. And today we're just going to be talking about um, the approaches to mental health in Africa. So without wasting much of your time, I would like to introduce our guest today, uh, Mr. Nyate. Yes. Okay, uh, so my name is Ndogozunyate. I'm the brains behind the Youth Support Network Trust. Uh, it's an organization, it's a very small organization that was founded uh, in uh, 2019. Okay, officially we registered in 2019, but then we have been uh, the voice of the young people and we've been uh, talking to young people about mental health issues uh, since 2017. So uh, as an organization, personally, I am a survivor. Uh, I live with uh, major depression and anxiety. So it's been uh, a hard journey for me as an individual because you would find that uh, in most cases, at first I didn't know what I was going through. But then when I found out still, I could not be helped because generally when I tried to look for services, the services were either expensive or they were, uh, I had to go to Ingucheni, of which sometimes, like you know, the stigma mm -hmm. and the discrimination that, that uh, that's, like, that's associated uh, with being a, a, a young person and also living with a mental illness. So I struggled to get services. I had to go here and there. And uh, when I finally got uh, assistance, that's when I said, no, you know what? Like how many of my peers are going through this same yes. problem that I'm going through? Yes. So I felt like, no, we need uh, uh, a voice for mm -hmm. the young people, an organization that will speak on behalf of these young people. Mm -hmm. Therefore, uh, we started an organization that, uh, firstly, it aims to educate young people on mental illness, because you'll find that most people, like I said, personally, I did not know that there was a mental illness, but I went to school. But all that I was taught about, like, is everything else. You're told else. of head, thorax, and abdomen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, 
Yeah. We are not going through mental illnesses according to mm-hmm. African institutions, right? Mm-hmm. But then here I am, a young survivor. Then also we are also looking at uh, providing support for young people. Yes, you might have a mental illness, but then is there support for you? There's like that's where we come in now. Then we support you. Then also we empower those people, those young people with mental illnesses. So that's what we do. Also, our, like we just uh, want to build a world where uh, young people are better informed of uh, mental health mm-hmm. uh, about their mental health, and we also want to build a society that uh, cares and helps young people go through whatever they're going through. Because you know they might say that we grew up on cheese, but <laughs> I will tell you this: yes. <laughs> trust me, we don't have it like they had it before. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I like what you said. You yeah. you talked about building the Africa that you want. Yes. And uh, I'll quote from one of the Pan-Africanist leaders of our time, uh, Kwame Nkrumah. He said, we have to build Africa brick by brick, you know, and uh, that speaks to collective efforts of us as a generation to say, how do we want our Africa to be? And we can't raise an Africa with broken people. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, definitely. As you are narrating how you suffered from uh, anxiety and depression, I was taken aback from my first heartbreak, brah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be tough. <laughs> brah, I, I, I suffered, brah. You know, I couldn't get off the bed, you know, and um, I, I really struggled to get through it. But then, yeah. you know, being an African, just told her, ah, no, daughter, you'll be strong. You know, you yeah. just have yeah. to, you know, and um, I, I was I was laughing this other day. I was watching TikTok videos, yeah. and I saw this guy was crying because of Umjola, and you know he had to like <laughs> cut a dozen of onions. And when the guys were asking, "Why are you crying?" Like, ah, it's just the onions. But you wanted a way just to you know to let out the grief. Yes. But then, in terms of maybe our African setup, what's really happening at at continental level? and also at regional level that you can say these are steps that are being taken in order to address the issues to do with mental health and then maybe we bring it closer home to Zimbabwe and also Hawaii. Alright, so the issue with uh, mental illness or mental health is it's a virgin topic, like definitely. Because you would find that most people, when we talk about mental health, uh, especially in the African setup, we have to go back and uh, look at how uh, as a traditional society we 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 embraced our ubuntu yes. generally yes. because you would find that uh, they would tell you that there's a way that a man is supposed to be there's a man and a woman that is supposed to be and a man generally is this figure that is supposed to be strong yes. that is supposed to uh, you know not uh, cry not show weaknesses mm-hmm. right so it is from that background now where we would find ourselves as the people now that we are like especially young men like they go through something that they fail to handle like you are saying like definitely you were going through I something was but you, bro. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh but then when we're now looking at approaches now uh we have firstly to in, like to look at uh the religious approach where i think even in the global world that's the first approach that everyone else uh used to understand mental right. Uh, illness right so like some people they would call it uh, the moral era like the moral era some they call it uh, the pre-moral era where uh, you having a mental illness it was seen as some form of punishment from God that you know what uh, because of of your sins or because you failed to listen to your parents therefore God has uh, 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 unleashed his wrath on like uh, on you right so in most cases uh, yes this was uh, like I would say premature really because uh, 
there were a lot of issues that were not uh, looked at because now you talk, like now you would find that uh, science will tell you that you know what they are uh, psychological, they are so, like they are social, they are uh, uh, societal, like like a, a whole bunch of issues like biological as well, right? So they interact, right? Which builds up something that we call now a mental health, right? Yes. So looking at that, how this now this uh, religion in African setup we have the ATR, which is African traditional religion, right? So, if you uh, go around studies, they will tell you that no, you know what? Uh, in like in Africa, people trust their traditional leaders, uh, their traditional uh, 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 practitioners instead, with their mental health more than the doctors. Like if you go to Kenya, Kenya they will tell you that no, like uh, there are people uh, who would first try out in uh, traditional practices, all sort of traditional practices, then. After they like it has failed, they now see. Ah no, you know what? There's probably let's try the scientific just, one. Yeah. But then there are issues uh, that also rise up from there. Like there are a lot of young people. Like there are a lot of people who die from that, because uh, you know sometimes those approaches. Some like they are changed. Some they are given uh, uh, different different uh, uh, who like in a bid to try to help them. Some they have been exercised. Like, <laughs> like you know, like Christianity and uh, ATR, they both have all those things. Like some pray, some do, and that, right? So in most cases now, you'd find that uh, these issues they are just all over the place. But but then just to hold you a bit, yeah. um, me being proud of being an African, yeah. are you saying that our approaches to mental health are not effective, uh, and we have to turn out to be scientific? Because if we were to check even back in the days, yeah. you know, um, uh, we, we are told that even that period when one is growing up and you're facing your adolescence, a lot of yeah. changes are happening yes. at home. The elders had to sit you down and tell you what exactly is happening in your body and all yes. the developments that are happening. Yeah. And we would have a conversation, an intergenerational conversation yes. between the young and also the old. Yes. Even when you want to get married, the whole processes, systems that are around it, even in marriage, if you're having marital issues, yes. when you uh, you would go to the uncles, to the aunties, and they would sit you down and talk. I feel like uh, those ways and those approaches were more like um, uh, therapeutic of some sort, and they would help people to go through mental health. Are you saying they are now outdated and we should turn out to be scientific? Or you're saying whatever that we are as Africans, that, uh, whatever that helps us, we have to embrace it? Yeah. That's a very good question. Because when we look at mental health, like I've already said something, that there are a lot of uh, factors that lead to mental illness or mental health issues, right? So, yes, if it's religious, yes, let's use like a religious approach to addressing that, definitely. Like, if you come to us as Yusapunitri Trust, we refer you to Zinata. Zinata like deals with that. Definitely, we, we embrace it and say, okay, it's fine. Like, if you believe that, you know what, uh, it's because you once stole something and God is punishing you for that. Definitely, we uh, have, uh, we have uh, Pastor Mangena here who will help you with that. So it's fine. So definitely, uh, what I'm saying is, uh, as the people, we have to look uh, at people's coping mechanism. Then we build on people's mechanism. Because you find that most of mental uh, illnesses, right? For example, if we are to like say okay something that is biological then we just take you to a religious approach then they exercise you tomorrow you still you're gonna like if you were having a depression or anything it's still gonna be there yes. right but then if we are to look closer then have a proper diagnosis that is informed through science uh 
our traditional understanding, our religious approaches, and all these are the approaches that are emerging now because there are now a vast of approaches that yes. are, are, are now coming up. So yeah, definitely that's what I'm saying. What's causing mental health, especially in Zimbabwe, in Blawayo, and how best maybe we can tackle the problem? Okay, uh, so the biggest cause of mental illnesses in Zimbabwe so far, if you look at the stats and the assumptions, uh, they will tell you that uh, substance abuse, alcohol abuse, they are the leading causes, right? Uh, but then, for me personally, I've seen, uh, if we are saying those are the major causes, right? Which means there are other causes that are, are there now. Then we would also look at uh, probably some which are, are just poverty, some just economic uh, constraints. You know how unemployment rate is 99% or somewhere there. So imagine like a young, like being a young person having a vision or a dream, then the reality on the ground does not really meet the dream that you have. So at the end of the day, it starts being stress, but then at the end of the day, it ends up being something. But then we should address it firstly, uh, at the time when it's just stress so that it does not escalate to something else bigger right so uh another cause that uh, i feel like most uh organization or other people really or advocates that are, are, are like are failing to really look at is the link between mental illness or mental health with uh sgpv okay. right because you'll see that when we talk about uh sexual gender-based violence right we don't really uh look at how now it interacts with uh, mental health or mental illness because we will tell you that okay firstly someone who is uh, sexually abused like really Mm -hmm. they are more likely to be violent yes that's violent breakdown exactly but Mm -hmm. like it it it, uh, increases their chance of being re-victimized again like exactly because it uh, has to do with issues of self-esteem and uh, the ability to say no or yes Mm -hmm. right so that's firstly, and also, the studies will also show, also show you that <laughs> young men who are going through these social stressors, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably be it uh, uh, stress, uh, depression, anxiety, they are more likely to abuse women as a coping mechanism. Mm. Definitely mm. yes. That's really definitely bad. yes. So imagine. So now people will be complaining of whom Jolo, but then it's. It is like a deeper meaning where <laughs> yes, it's coming yes, from. Yes, yeah. yes, So yeah. when we look at it like that now, okay, saying, okay, so we have this young generation of young people who are disappointed, who are mm-hmm. unhappy, mm-hmm. who are like, who feel like they should just lash out at everything. Mm-hmm. Now, when uh, they now use their, that uh, uh, power or that... Uh, uh, that system, like, exactly. just to cope up with whatever that With whatever going they're on. going through. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, at the end of the day, we are not doing anything... Like, We're not doing justice because in most cases you would find that when we talk about SGBV, we're now focusing more on uh, these women. Mm-hmm. But what about the men mm-hmm. themselves? That uh, because they have a problem as well. Like, yeah. so is it? I told you I had a heartbreak. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it was <a> real. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you in the next episode. Okay, uh, that break was real. Okay, I first started to test how does alcohol test because of heartbreak. Okay. It was a high level, high Gucci, <laughs> Louis Vuitton heartbreak. <laughs> yeah, you know. So yeah, um, I think I think these are some of the realities that we need to talk about. And um, from this episode, I think we can tell that the whole country as a whole, like uh, what psychology says, it says everyone is about ninety nine percent chances yes. 
of having a mental breakdown. Yeah. So we're bound to be nice to each other. And I think in the previous segment, you talked about the real principles of being an African, which yes. is Ubuntu. Yes. You know, Ubuntu only speaks of, I cannot be okay if we are not okay. all okay. Yes. So we should have a hashtag to say, let's not be okay until everyone is okay, right? Yes. That means being brother's keeper and also to check on each other, to have conversations. I do believe in conversation, fishing, um, shaping up the future. I do believe in conversations coming up and also having an impactful change in our communities. So if we can have maybe a community or if we can have an individual who knows the institutions who wish to visit if they're follow, uh, if yes. they're falling apart, we have maybe uh, institutional support, individuals in communities, pastors, counselors, MPs, you know, people of yes. influence that they can go to and open up whatever that they're going through in confidentiality and also in, in environments that are youth friendly. Yes. I feel like we can be in a better position to build up our communities also to build up this generation that you are saying it's a generation of broken people right yes. it's a generation of people who can smile on a selfie but then in real life they are they frowning in real life they are crying you know how best can we try to change the narrative around that so let's tune up into the, our next podcast where we're just going to be talking about the institutional support we're going to talk about the institutional um policies that are there what is zimbabwe doing currently in terms of maybe nurturing the conversation around uh, mental health and yeah a lot more to come and also in the next podcast i'm going to tell you about my high level gucci louis vito heartbreak <laughs> thank you for tuning in uh, and you can always log into our social medias that's um twitter at team um sorry it's at team team lead trust and also facebook we are youth support network trust linkedin youth support network trust instagram youth support network trust Till next time, it's a cheers now. <laughs>